What's up, you guys? It's Pam here with Living Fit, and I have a co-host today, Joe from... The Gym Life Podcast, everybody. The Gym Life Podcast. I didn't want to do this by myself, so I paid him to be on here with me today. Coffee? Yes. And uh, no, I just thought it would make for a good conversation. So before we get started, make sure you guys like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube and hit the little bell because it does make a difference because I like to see all of the videos that I want to see. So the little subscription bell makes a difference. And then if you're on Instagram, come follow me. I'm hanging out there every day. Um, like and subscribe to all that stuff too. That's so right. yeah, what's up, Joe? I don't know. It's about 100 <laughs> degrees in this room it's right now. It's so hot. It's so hot. We're like in the sweltering part of the early summer, right? It's like an Indian summer already. Yes. That's why we're both wearing black so we don't pit out our shirts, right? Of course, you don't sweat a lot anyhow, do you? I sweat a lot. Just on your sweaty check-ins, you sweat a lot. No, I pit out all my shirts almost, so I'm almost always wearing black. I'm the fat guy pitting stuff out. You're an (laughs) in-shape sort of pure sweat. You probably drink your sweat. Lift lift up my arm and it's, yeah. yeah. It's Mm -hmm. terrible out right now. What's crazy about doing these podcasts get completely off subject is we got these bright lights shining on us as well yeah so we're cooking essentially while we're Mm -hmm. talking about this topic today that we're going to talk about so Mm -hmm. yeah which is by the way the topic today you guys i wanted to talk about some of the stuff that i think about on a weekly basis of course um today i i brought this subject up to joe and thought he could kind of chime in with me on this one with some of the misinformation or um things like that on like social media and what brought that to me was, I was trying to find the picture of it on here, was a post by um, a pretty popular guy, Brett, I can't remember his last name, Contrera, is, is that, that his guy, name? Is that the guy he's, the, the, he's the glute guy. The glute guy. Yeah, okay. so he's big in like booty training, so anybody that listens to this would... A guy, yes. a guy that's big in booty training. Yes, I'm yes. i yeah, no. yeah, Oh, no, you'll like him. Like he trains women, right? He trains women. Okay. I mean, men too. Men kind of really? have a nice butt. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Just do a little deadlift and you'll be all right. No, right? no. Men need okay. men need to do the, the glute bridges and all no, the things. Too. Yes, they, they do. Really yes, they do. Ridiculous. Guys, do your glute bridges. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Not in front of me. Please don't. You don't have to do donkey kicks. Oh my God. I think I was in the gym the other day and actually saw somebody doing like a full set of like bridges and kicks. And a guy. A guy. See? Seriously. I told you. I mean, let's not get carried away here. Right Listen, now. you can do the weighted like hip thrusts. Oh boy. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, you can. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, don't listen to Pam. Yes, guys, do the glute bridges if you need to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you would know, Pam. I mean, yes. you, I don't stare at guys' asses a lot. You probably do. Probably more than you, probably I would assume. I, so you would know. I would okay. hope. There we'll just throw that out there. Take it from the horse's mouth. So, yes, guys, um, glutes are important for a lot of things. I mean, they're not just, you know, pleasing to the eye. They're, 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 they keep you strong. This is go in a bad direction real quick. <laughs> they keep <Yeah>. you strong. <laughs> all, right. all the things. So, yeah. train the glutes. But anyway, so this guy that's brought this up is Brett Contreras. Yes. I think that's how I say his name. So he is the glute guy. So he, that's what he's known for. So anyways, follow him on Instagram. I do. And he posted yesterday and I couldn't agree more because sometimes I feel like getting on Instagram or social media and just kind of saying, you guys, like all these trainers that are on there, I'm happy because fitness is popular and obviously fitness stuff comes in my feed because that's what I follow. So I see all the stuff. Um, but Trainers, I feel like on Instagram are always trying to win the internet by something new or something exciting or their idea is better. And I totally get the game because we're all trying to stand out within 10 seconds. 
you know, so somebody will see our stuff. But what happens and what he posted yesterday, he just said in the past 24 hours on IG, I've learned from online trainers that the following exercises suck. And it's squats, deadlifts, hip thrusts, step ups, bench press, military press, pull downs, bench over rows. And I said, no wonder why new lifters are so confused. Is anyone else tired of the exercise bashing? And I am. So that's that's kind of what I brought up, what I wanted to bring up um, in my own. And he he said it much better than me, just very to the point. <laughs> but uh, is is a lot of like, and I talked about this on another podcast that I did. Was somebody saying like, oh. Um, a pretty popular trainer guy on Instagram. I don't remember his name, um, but he was like, "Oh, the worst exercises!" And he would, every day he'd bring up an exercise, right. and it was yeah. like bench dips or something. And I'm like, "I use bench dips. I happen to like bench dips. I've used, used them, them my whole life." Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But if you don't like bench dips, don't do bench dips. Like, do something else. So, I think it's just kind of an attention thing. But also, a lot of people that are new to fitness get really confused. So they're on a program, maybe from a trusted coach or or right. whatever, and they're like, "Oh, I saw bench dips on there. They must not know what they're talking about." But I've been in the business for twenty plus years. I'm pretty sure bench dips aren't that bad for a lot of people, you know. So so that's kind of where that where where I kind of wanted to talk about that was just a lot of things can work for a lot of people. Well, these, this isn't reinventing the wheel either, right? I mean, biomechanically speaking. Yeah. All these exercises that are being bashed are being replaced by something that is doing the exact same thing, except right. maybe in a different position or with a different uh, different type of weight or kettlebell or a dumbbell or yeah. instead of a straight bar. Right. I mean, so they're really just sort of trying to gain relevancy, you know, Sure. by this whole exercise bashing fad, I call it. Yeah. And, and who knows? It's been going on a while now since social media, really. Yeah. It's just a lot more right now, I feel yeah. like. I see a lot. Oh, for sure. And I think... Ultimately, it's just simply because people are trying to be relevant. Yeah. I mean, listen, nobody's rewriting the book out there. And I right. get it. There's these exercise physiologists, and there are all these young, young, I don't want to say young, like our generation and, and then a couple generations, you know, behind us mm -hmm. that are now sort of this real big flood into exercise physiology. Yeah. You know, so they're all sort of, you know, studying the same and, and getting these degrees and mm -hmm. now trying to sort of make their mark within the industry and be coming up or coming up with something new and something entirely different that makes them relevant. Right. But the simple truth is biomechanics and exercise physiology hasn't changed in 50 years. Yeah. We right. know how the body works. We know how muscles function and we know what exercises it takes to get there. Yeah. And, and I mean, so some people are in a don't, don't do squats or don't do deadlifts. I mean, those are really pretty basic ones that right. you can feed off of yeah. and, and make different things your own and, and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, so I kind of want just wanted to just talk about that a little bit and yeah. just like, yeah. like, what is your, like, what is your opinion on that? And what are some of the exercises? Do you see any of that stuff in your feed? Cause you follow different things than I do. I mean, I, I, well, it, but much the same, right? Because yeah. what I deal with the two in the strength, in the strength game, really the strength side of things and mm -hmm. not so much the well, it's all related, right? Yeah. But you know, you just brought up those big movements, like the compound movements, mm -hmm. like the bench deadlift and squat, which arguably everybody out there identifies those as the big three, we call them. Yeah. Right? Even as a, even if you're not a power lifter. Yeah. But to the contrary of kind of what we're talking about a little bit, because there are these sort of influencers now that are trying to change the game with, you know, bashing certain exercises mm -hmm. and saying they're not appropriate or you shouldn't do them because of. 
whatever their reason is right. that injury day. generally is what I what I see right I mean, they say it's injury or or whatever so some of them have a point they'll say like well your your form is horrible on that or they'll they'll bash something like CrossFit which you guys know my husband has CrossFit gym he does CrossFit um, but people do people can do anything wrong so so That's they'll right. take they'll take one little thing and they'll say oh you know squats are bad because everybody's form sucks and they're just trying to get as as many rounds as possible or or whatever but like you said squat deadlift bench and i mean even like a overhead press, overhead press. Sure. so those those four things are going to be the base of every, every single, single thing yeah. yes everything yeah and you know so to completely say that oh you shouldn't deadlift or you shouldn't do that it's just kind of it's just it's just an attention thing so i wanted to talk about that here for my listeners and to say like no those exercises are fine and if one bothers you or one you don't love then don't do that and do something different but the basics of them are going to be the same fundamentally it's all the same yeah i mean and what's interesting to me kind of in the whole lifting or fitness genre today Mm-hmm. these bigger exercises, these compound movements that, of course, have been around since the conception of lifting, right? Mm-hmm. They were the original lifts, you could call them. Yeah. Deadlift, squat, bench, overhead press, right? right. They're being adopted now by all facets of fitness, including women. Yeah. Uh, on a large scale, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. This isn't uh, some, like, sort of little niche thing. This right. is a huge part of exercise for women now, bench mm-hmm. pressing or a variation of a press. Sure. Deadlifts, for sure. Mm-hmm. We know that, right? Because we just mm-hmm. were talking about glute guy yes. right? <laughs> right deadlifts are a big part of that yeah and different variations of those deadlifts squats for sure yeah. they've been around forever but i think you just said it when you talk about not or not wanting to put one of these exercises in your program it's generally just a result because of some limitation that you may have right and, and oftentimes that limitation is a result of maybe incorrect form or mm-hmm. getting hurt or because mm-hmm. that's where these horror stories kind of develop, right? right? Why are squats so bad? Well, generally, if you knew how to squat and you got coached properly, mm-hmm. you're probably never going to get hurt doing squats. Right. Same thing with bench press, same thing with deadlift. But yeah. sadly, over time, mm-hmm. you've got all these people out there that who have been trained or trained by themselves or trained by poor coaches mm-hmm. find themselves with these sort of one-off injuries as a result of one of those bigger compound movements and immediately start bashing the movement saying, well, it's just not a movement that people should be doing because yeah. look at me, I got hurt. Right. Uh, and CrossFit for sure. I mean, yeah. you're, you're kind of inundated into that world. And, mm-hmm. and and I'm the first to tell you that I was not a big fan of CrossFit when it first, well, I shouldn't say when it first came out, when I first started identifying with it. Yeah. And why was that? Because every time I'd see a CrossFit video, it was some jackass doing something he shouldn't have been doing. Right. And he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see this statistic about CrossFit going, well, 25% of all CrossFitters find themselves with a serious injury. Right. But when you find out, and after knowing you and Matt for a long time, mm-hmm. that's not true. Right. If you have a good coach and you're learning how to do these exercises properly, yeah. they all have their place. Yeah, and, and properly would be the thing. So, I mean, even like what I do is consistency over intensity. So I, I don't choose to lift heavy that often, if ever. You know, it's just time under tension, so I'll just do a little bit more or I'll, you know, eccentric exercise or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but even, even that, like if you focus, like you said, on the form first and then, you know, the amount of reps and, and that kind of thing and any good gym or coach or even CrossFit gym, you know, you'll walk into and you'll see those coaches being able to, to work with their people on form, you know? Yeah. To so, kind of get them set mm-hmm. up. Right. I mean, yeah. you take it and run with it or continue mm-hmm. being coached or whether you're athletic or getting into athletics or some sort of, uh, genre of the industry or that being a lifting competitive, whatever that mm-hmm. may be, fitness figure powerlifting strongman whatever you want to do yeah but i think what happens is too is that 
you know, you, you find yourself doing these lifts and you got to ask yourself, what are you doing them for? Right. And is it to get stronger? Because getting stronger doesn't necessarily mean more weight, which can compromise form, yeah. which could compromise uh, your ability to do the rep properly, mm-hmm. which ultimately can lead to injury. Yeah. So there's where these horror stories come from. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that doesn't necessarily apply to everybody. And certainly with what you're doing. Right. Because I doubt uh, much of your following is mm-hmm. trying to, you know, squat 400 pounds or bench right. press 300. I mean, that's a, what I'm getting. That's a whole different genre of lifting. Yeah. You have a whole different set of coaching parameters that are involved in that mm-hmm. when you're pushing your body to the limit of weight as right. opposed to just trying to effectively get a workout in. Right. Yeah. 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 So that would be that would be the difference between what kind of what you're doing and what I do. That's Consistency right. over yeah. intensity. Where I want yeah. I want to be able to go to the gym almost every day. You know, because it makes me feel good, and that's what, you know, I choose to do. And so that's why I'm consistency over intensity, and that's what's worked for me because I realize that as I get older, too, and as I've dealt with my own injuries and, and all of those things, being in the gym is important for me. So so to get there just a little bit, you know, each day rather than heavier lifts because that's not my goal. You know, I mean, getting so stronger. So limitations then every, because of that? I mean, that's what I be right because that's what you've been doing now for twenty plus years. Yeah, well, I used to live heavy. Yeah, and, and as a result, maybe some more of your injury came from that, right? Yeah, but yeah. Because I looked so now, young. Do you ever deal with those limitations now and what you're trying to perform that you can other people can identify with you about? What are my limitations? Yeah, what are they? Yeah, I mean, because I have hip arthritis and all that so kind of stuff. De- yeah, de- degenerative. Mm-hmm. As I spit that out. Yeah, yeah it's tough <laughs> word. You bring your words today. I know, right? Okay. Degenerative. Okay, there we go. Yes. <laughs> So that's really more with what you deal with mm-hmm. than it is really the, the, the movement itself that have caused you any type of, yeah. You know. Yeah. Cause you know, I took all that time off and whatnot, but the, still the basic movements are the same, that's right. you know, whether I do, cause I can't go past, I can barely do a parallel squat yeah, because my range of motion is just that bad right now. Um, but I can do a squat and I can do my best squat and it's still a squat. It's still quarter or quarter of the way, but and it's it still a squat. It still hits the muscle group the way it's yes. supposed to hit. Yep. Now, mind you, you might not transfer to the posterior chain as much because you're right. not getting deep, but then you make up those with bridges and you yep. make up those with hamstring curls. And and step ups and That's step right. mill, yeah. my fave, So right? you're essentially taking all these other exercises. Mm-hmm. If you are in a position where you're limited by a particular movement, mm-hmm. That you can kind of make up for that limitations at through adding one or two or three different exercises that right. get you that full effect, right? So especially as a as a woman, mm-hmm. uh, guys too, but not enough guys, in my opinion, do lower body like they should. Yeah. But obviously, women are, are on a different level altogether with that. That's a, I'm guessing, right? Uh, without I would sexist, think so. I likes to look at a nice butt. Well, and, and girls time. always want. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things. Like, oh, I want to shape my butt. Because right now, getting, right yeah. now, it's you know we're in the butt era. We're, we are yeah, butter. yeah. We truly yes, are. In the yes. Butter. So, like, butts yeah. are the thing, you know. Like, I used to not want them big, but you know, which big was butts weird. Are... I can't even believe I was a part of that generation, yeah. which is odd. <laughs> yeah. What was wrong with the guys back then? I, I, I don't know. Really crazy. Yeah. I was born for this generation. You just you, you missed that generation. <laughs> no. yeah, thank God. The 80s sucked for asses. I'm going to tell you right now. It was really terrible. I'm happy to be here. So, yeah. but the girls always, yeah, they always want to either build the butt or make their legs more shapely or whatever. So right. they're always trying to do like, quote, like toning exercises, which you're either building or you're not. It's not really toning or, you know, it's, we don't do toning exercises. Well, I mean, that's point. what we call them, right? That's toning. what, that's what the word kind of like one of those buzzwords, like long lean muscle. Like that's another one of those right. like selling points. Like you can't change the structure of your muscle. 
you can't like you're not it's just this right you know you're you're born with the way yeah. that your muscles are shaped and you, you can't build them long and lean that's right. um you know i i can't change myself to be five nine you that's know right. five yeah. four yeah. so uh long lean i think toned those are a couple of the, the buzzwords for women to like bring them into the lifting you know the lifting era i guess is what you could say yeah. um is because women feel better about that because they don't want to get big or bulky which i've said a thousand times say it again takes a lot of work to build big bulky muscles like yeah, you have to yeah. really really try hard and that's where somebody like you would come in like yeah. a coach to help you learn how to lift heavy and that kind of thing so well it is, it, getting back kind of the core of this conversation it, it just means that none of these lifts none of these lifts that these influencers or these wannabe trainers or coaches and i call them that because when i when i hear these coaches and trainers bash a particular lift mm -hmm. Simply to gain relevancy in their own narrative, right? Right. That's all that it is, and it really yeah. is all it is. But mm -hmm. that should be a red flag to anybody out there. Yeah, it really should. And I'm yeah. not going to take away from the the personality or the the good nature of these people mm -hmm. or their intent. Yeah, and I get it. It's business, and they got to run like that sometimes. Right. But you, the minute you start talking to somebody and all they're doing is bashing a movement, right? Then there's an issue there in my book. That's a red flag. Yeah, yeah, and and I guess and the whole point of me bringing this up is because. For the people that I deal with and like my listeners, um, it gets very confusing and the information gets muddy. And then you either people just like they'll just quit altogether because it's just too confusing yeah. or they get they'll jump from, you know, one plan or one coach to the next to the next to the next. And ultimately, you're always doing the same thing. It's just the personality of the coach, really, that either you're going to get along with or right. you're not for the most part. Right. You know, I mean, right. I have my things I love to do and that work for me. So I have certain people that want to work with me, you know. But it's and just a variation. Yeah, the it's, same but thing. it's the same yeah, thing. Exactly. And, and that was the whole point to bring that up was to say, hey, you know, like none of those exercises are wrong. And if you don't personally like one of them, if you hate squats, I mean, you kind of have to do them at some, <laughs> some extent some way, you right? got to do yeah. some sort yeah, right. of squat right. um but you know you can find a variation that works for you or like just even the little ones like if you yeah. if you hate overhead presses do an arnold press when it's just going to be a little bit different maybe it feels right. better or move it forward or back or you know whatever the case is but those those four core basic movements yeah. you're going to build off those and that's kind of what we do as coaches as we we kind of you know, work our way around that and just, you know, you either change it up because you don't want to do the same thing over and over, which by the way, if you do the same thing over and over, it still works. It does you work. just, you just have to, you know, adjust your weight or That's adjust it. the, it's time and attention. Yeah, yeah. Like you, yeah, it still works if you do the same thing over and over. It's yeah, a progressive overload. Right and apply everything else to it as well. Yes. Lifestyle goes yes. with that a long ways. Right. Yeah. That is really the comedy of it all. Yeah. You can literally take seven or eight movements and just do them over and over all again. the time. Yeah, and maybe Different maybe at the very you know worst case, just sort of place them differently in your routine so you can get different types of intensity through them, right? That's it. You know, and that's all you need to do. Yeah. So the idea that these coaches or these trainers or whoever these influencers are that want to talk negatively about certain movements, listen, you're either going to love them or hate them. Yeah. And the reason you're going to love them is because maybe you just don't like squats. Right. And you're going to, well, I like this guy. He's yeah, he doesn't, to talk like wow, he doesn't like squats either. Doesn't like squats. I knew, I knew it. Yeah. 
And that's kind of where it falls. Yeah. Like you said, the personality of the coach, personality of the trainer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, let's hope they're all equal when and they're not. I get that. All yeah. equal when it comes to their knowledge on how to get things done and get people in the right direction right. to get themselves in better condition, right? Mm-hmm. Because that all comes down to the individual, as we know. Yeah. You can lead a horse to water, and that's what, you know, it's horses. We, we like yeah. horses. We talk about <laughs> yes. horses a lot, don't we, Yes. There you go. Horse analogy <laughs> for you. But in any case, that's kind of where I see that going. And I kind of see that whole sort of this this fad that we're in where this exercise and different types of programs is being bashed. Again, because it's just the narrative. It's the influencer yeah. trying to separate themselves from a quite a big pack out there nowadays. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of like competition. There's a lot of competition. A lot of competition. Yeah. And, to, and like I said, to stand out and especially to stand out as, you know, and I've talked about this before where, um, you know, they do studies and the typically somebody that wants to get in shape is going to go to the person with the six pack or they're going to go right. to the person that looks the best. When, I mean, when I looked my best on the, on pictures, you know, I probably felt my worst, you know, f- uh, in that, so in that stage of my life. Yeah. And that's the case for a lot of these people. Um, and I kind of joke around a little bit, like <laughs> if, if people with six packs are telling you something to do, don't do that because, <laughs> because a lot of times, um, to get there, unless you're genetically blessed, right. you know, it's going to take a lot of different work than what they're actually saying to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. but anyway, so, so they're going to want to try to stand out amongst all of these people, which makes sense. Listen, I, I can, yeah. And yeah, good, good for them, them. I guess a little bit, you're your own billboard, right? You gotta yes. Do it. Yes. But yeah. at the end of the day, Um, you know, I wanted to bring to this show, like, those are your basic movements. Don't disregard, you know, those basic lifts or any of the exercises really that are in your quote, like program. Um, and if you hate them, then just pick something else or ask your coach and say, I really hate this movement. My elbow hurts when I do this. Okay, awesome. Well, we'll just adjust this or we'll do this. Like any good coach is going to have an alternative for you like that. That's right. Because we understand the movement and we understand what we're trying to get at with that movement. That's right. You know, so they, we can give you something different. You know, even the people in my group, I'm like, watch the description video a day before you do it, or at least a couple hours. So you can message me. And if you say, Oh, I really can't do this. I'll say, okay, well give me a minute and I can either send you a video or tell you what else to do instead. Cause you're That's not right. going to skip it. That's right. Or just find something different. So yeah, I love that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, that's the simple truth of it, really. Right. You know, the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah. There's it's a all, way to get a job done. Yes. Yeah. And it's all very basic. Yeah. You know, and it's just kind of you, you agreeing to that program. And, and again, like you like to do what you like to do in the gym and, you know, and all of the people that you coach or the people that you work out with, they all kind of like to do the same thing and same for my side of the thing, you know, but we're all there for a healthy lifestyle. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And this is a great conversation because it, it really, it, it really, it, it spans sort of, you know, the genre of lifting in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, this would be a great topic even on my show, honestly, because yeah. on the other side of it, of course, right? Sure. Uh, where the compound movements and how we're talking about where they play into kind of the, the basic fundamentals and all the lifts we do mm-hmm. really kind of stem from three or four basic lifts. So Yeah, and I wanted to talk about, too, a little bit um, of, you know, because those are the basic the basic movements, yeah. um, and you know, and I'm consistency over intensity, but I still do lift. I mean, heavier. So I started out years ago when I first started back after all my injuries and all that kind of stuff with two and five pound dumbbells and just doing something. Yeah. And then, you know, and now, you know, I can do the same movements with 15 and 20 pound dumbbells. It's just kind of that, that 
evolution, you know, and growth. And, and, um, and that was just kind of something that happened natural. And that's been, you know, almost eight years now over time doing that. Um, so I do lift heavy to an extent because there's got to challenge the muscle a little bit, you I know, hope, right? You can't walk, yeah. through the, you can't go through the motions every time you and to, expect to change. That's right. Yes. Yeah. You know, I want it to change. Um, but another thing I want to talk about too, was you and I've had this discussion a lot was kind of, cause you're, you're training for something right now. Yeah. What are you training for? Uh, well, I'm, I'm I tell well, my I'm, peeps. Well, that's it. All your, your crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Follow me. Uh, world's strongest man in, in my class, which is the old man's class. Yeah. Yeah. The 35 plus class, the 60 plus or class, 50. That's okay. Not okay. Away. Yeah. So I'm training for that, but I'm coming off of hip replacement and cancer and all that stuff. So, you know, this is sort of a, uh, we, I joked about it in the gym the other day. I, I, I got that newbie sort of sure. development going on. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a lot. I'm not what I'm finding interesting in my reinvention of my old self is that I'm finding myself like a lot of folks out there who are starting. Mm-hmm. Right, mind you, I have some muscle memory and some things that I can rely on a little bit. Yeah. But I'm talking 10 years yeah. between my competitions and 10 years being able to perform those yeah. compound movements we're talking about now sure. after hip replacement, after you know lifelong of lifting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a very unique set of circumstances and a really cool perspective. A lot to do with what we're talking about right now. Right. Where my limitations may be, and I have them right now. Mm-hmm. You know, those limitations exist. And getting down on a deadlift bar is not easy. I had to adjust my stance. I had to do some do things, things differently different. that I didn't do years ago simply because I don't have biomechanically the same sort of movement or, sure. or mobility I used to have. Yeah. But again, there's a way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of calling my coach, I just got in my head. But that's a great resource, right? Because I would have been told the same thing. Right. You need to move your feet out. You need to do this or you need to do that. Yeah. So when you hit the muscles, not compromise your body or compromise yourself to injury. Or just say, forget it. I'm not doing it. Or just say, forget it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that generally yeah. is what happens yeah. to most people. They say, just forget I it. I can't. Or I'm I can't. too Let's old. I'm not going to do yeah. this. I just, yeah. you know, it's, I shouldn't, you know, whatever. But That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, I, I challenge everybody to, you know, find a goal, right? Yeah. And, and really, that's what I've done to kind of push myself now. Because this stuff sometimes gets old after a while. It mm-hmm. does. You have to find ways to reignite kind of a spark within you. Oh, yeah. To find your to yeah. find your why and that little, especially um, for those of you that are listening um, with kind of that competitive attitude, maybe, you know, and so you're looking at a couple of people here that, you know, used to compete and now, you know, like you're competing again. I'm Hopefully, just yeah. training for, you, you've done a couple of competitions, oh, so, you are, games, yeah, so you are competing. So you are competing. So, but, and for me, I had to readjust my brain to uh, train for life. You know, right. like I just, I'm in this place where I'm competitive with myself enough to be able to, to be like that. But yeah, so it's good to find a goal, especially as a former athlete, a competitive athlete, um, to kind of find that drive. And after your competitions, I'm sure within all of this too, you'll find that kind of training for life place oh, sure, too. Cause you've sure. always trained. Um, but you know, now you're kind of, like you said, you've got that newbie kind of thing going yeah, on where, a lot of fun. where I think what you mean by that, um, is just like you said, is if we just first started, um, and you get that, those gains so fast, because when you first start training, you do, you see results really quick. You do. It's and exciting. Yes. It's exciting. Yeah. It's motivating. So if you guys are just starting, um, you know, just keep pushing through it a little bit, a couple of weeks and you'll see a lot of results Now you will plateau. So expect the There's plateaus. A moment of discouragement. It's, it's coming. <laughs> so, I'll tell you right now. Yes. Yeah. So expect is. the plateaus, um, but don't stop there. 
because, no. you know, just keep pushing past that mountain and changing things slightly a little bit with your coaches or, you know, whatever the case right. is. Yeah, there's a yeah. way to get the job done mm -hmm. still. And as a former so, athlete, you know, yeah. you and I talked, you brought that up too. Um, and I can, we can even link the study that I'll send to you, yeah. um, was about the muscle memory. You and I talked about yeah, that. That's amazing. Um, and, sure. and there is studies on that about how if you, you know, if you used to train and you take a time off again, that's a lot of my listeners, a lot of my clients in general, um, either they just starting or they're coming back after time off, whether they had a baby or changed careers or went to college or, or whatnot. Um, all the training you did when you were younger and muscle that you built, your body remembers yeah, that. Yeah, it's not for nothing. Yes, and you, it does. You get it back. And that used to be considered like bro talk, like, oh, that's not real. It's so but true. it actually is yeah. real. You're there's I'm not an expert in it, so you guys can look it up um, yourself and read the studies, but there's there's like receptors in your cells or something that actually can remember. Uh, so you will you'll get there faster. So you'll feel like a newbie, but you'll get there a little bit faster. You won't have to work as hard. And the really cool thing, too, is that there's studies about, um, and I'll find this one, too, so you can link this, um, about how hard it takes to get there. Because, you know, you're working really hard when you're in the beginning, right. and you're kind of just learning things. And even now, you're working really hard to, you know, get your lips better and all that stuff yep. and find your new form and your feet placement and all that stuff. Um, but what it takes to get you here it won't be as hard to maintain. That's right. So because you can't just keep getting stronger and you can't keep just getting skinnier. You know, your body adapts at one point. You know, that's, like that's <laughs> true. You have to kind of adjust. Yes. Where you're at. Yes. I mean, sadly, we can't, you know, I can't be the Hulk. Right. You Otherwise know. you'd be lifting There's like thousands of pounds. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there are limits, you right. know, genetics and all that kind of yeah. stuff too. But what takes what the hard work to, to get there it won't take you as much to maintain. You know, we talk about that, like, old man strength a lot. You know, you look at yeah. some of the guys that are in the gym, yeah. you're like, how do you maintain that? How do you get that strong? Well, it's all the work they put in before. And yeah, they just yeah. Go whether in. they feel like they're doing that work now or not, yeah. they've still got that ability simply because of the time they put in. Yeah. And we take that for granted sometimes, yes. right? I mean, it's the idea that, you know, I'm stepping in the gym and I haven't been in the gym in a while. If that's somebody that's out there thinking of that, mm -hmm. you know, be surprised about yourself a little bit. You know, yeah. And that's where the motivation comes in. Right. Because you may not feel like it. You may feel beat up, run down, hurt, or right. other. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, reignite that fire within you about working out and training. And, yeah, to no surprise, you're going to find yourself, you know, knee deep in it in two weeks. I always say give yourself two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. That, two or three that's weeks. That's right? You're going to hate it. Yeah. Like, there's going to be that moment of those first three or four workouts that you're going to get out of bed in the morning and say, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. I, I really got to move in a different direction here. Especially, yeah. um, I think with like the strength and stuff. Yeah. I mean, even, even on my end of things, um, you know, I would say two to three weeks, you, you got to keep pushing past that, yeah. you know, that 21 day mark, you know, and, and just, just well, keep, go. just habit, keep right? going. Was that, that the 21 day thing? You're I think so. Stuff, I, right? I think, I think so. Yeah. The habit thing, but also I think, think that like even when I trained for competitions it was always a three-week cycles three-week cycles and I don't know if it was just mental because yeah, yeah, you got yeah. bored no, I gotcha. um, yeah. but yeah. I always say like give it three weeks and even if I take somebody that's pretty well with nutrition they're doing pretty well and they want to do like an advanced dietary strategy you know um, whatever it's always like we're not doing more than three weeks because you know you don't want to you know push yourself for very, that long. Very interesting, Pam. You know, in powerlifting in particular, we we do training blocks, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a generally a lot of coaches will do it this way, where you have a three week push, 
okay. let's call it that intense three weeks, okay. right? Where you're specific to programming and you're break, you're really working hard, uh, breaking down your central nervous system a little bit, mm-hmm. and, you know, doing all those extra intangibles. Then you have that one week that's kind of a deload week, right? Okay. That's yeah. kind of what I just picked up from that. Basically, you know, that's probably how. In that okay. That's what you just said, essentially. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I think that's kind of how the body works then, because I mean, yeah. that's how I was coached. I would guess that. Yeah. So I'm assuming yeah. that that's probably where, you know, right. Mike but got even it in, from. Even in it figure, mm-hmm. of course. Yep. Yeah. Which is obviously you're lifting weights because it's far yeah. from powerlifting. The same methodology was applied. Mm-hmm. Push, 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 push. Then you kind of have that relax one week where you week. relax, break, active rest, recovery. active recovery, mm-hmm. something that's a little less intense. Yep. You know, put yourself in mind and body back to a good spot, a spot, start up a week from then, and then go ahead and go back again for three weeks. That's a great way to look at that. I, I hope a lot of people take that, really take that in because that's where the burnout happens if you don't do that. It does. And, and I think even that's where, like I'm at today, like I was telling you, I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh, I'm so sore. I'm so tired. And I talked about it on my stories yesterday, how like I had to wear sandals so I wouldn't go work out because I'm a crazy person and I will always just go work out. But I can tell now being in this game for a long time that my body's like, all right, you need to take a couple days off because if not, you're going to start feeling it. You might get hurt or you, you're, you, you know, you're almost just, if you push yourself past that point, of like when you know like this is just like for me like said like the cns like my quads will start hurting yeah. or water you know just retention. weird we things about that all of a sudden you get some weird water retention yeah and things are broke down yeah and so for women it's very frustrating sure. because they're like oh i gained weight and because you'll be holding water you like five six pounds sometimes yep. but it's just water you sometimes if you've been pushing it hard taking a day or two off will actually release that water get a good night's sleep sure you know, yep. and you'll lose that weight, yep. you know, oftentimes. Um, but yeah, so I think that kind of knowing that for yourself, like as you, as you go and taking that one week down and that's actually how I, how I program my six week challenges. Um, so you know, a down week in your so challenges. we build up. Yep. Yeah. And then we have like a bulk three weeks, like not bulk. We're not bulking. It's like, you guys don't take that. Yeah, nobody <laughs> Nobody's bulking. bulking. Um, summer bulk. Yeah. That's Let's not get go over bulk. Very well. no. That'd be that guy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, and so the bulk of the program, the, the higher intensity yeah. will be three weeks. And then, you know, the next we'll, we'll try to take it down a notch because we do three strength days and then we do like a couple cardio days, either full yeah. body or like hit right. um, so out of those five days. Yes, well, but those three weeks will be yeah. like we'll really just work really hard for three right. weeks and then we'll take it down. And that's how that's programmed within that three weeks. See, you guys don't really know that. Because that's my job and that's my programming and how I do things. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, but that's why I'll see on, on the Facebook pages like, oh, it was so hard and that workout was so fast or I feel great. And, you know, but then the next couple of weeks are like, oh, well, that was pretty easy. Well, it's supposed to be easy the next, you know, after that three right, weeks. Right. You know? Yeah, there's a build up rebuild. Because um, you have to do yeah, that absolutely. for yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's interesting you say that because a lot of times if you are being coached or trained or a part of a program, a good coach like yourself is going to put that kind of thing in there. And as a, as a, somebody who's participating in that, you won't recognize it. Right. Um, Especially if I you're wouldn't. new to the sport. Even, even if I, even myself now, I wouldn't, you yeah. know, I mean, uh, unless I really looked at it, but that's and the whole point sometimes it. of getting coaching done. Right. Yep. Cause it's just take the thinking out of it. I don't yeah. want to think about it. I trust my coach. They're going to put me in a good spot. Yeah. So, and that's a, a that's a really, really good point. You just Cause made. a lot of people could do yeah. it themselves, but sure. you know, that's, that's what they pay me for. To keep in mind too yeah. though. Right. Yeah. the idea of programming myself, I'm giving myself, I see, especially this time of year, and maybe not, maybe we're a little late to talk about this, of course, mm-hmm. this time of year, it's summer already, Yeah. but leading up to this, and even now, great, because we don't really say summer starts until like July 4th officially, right? Sure. It's everybody's yeah. summer weekend, right? Mm-hmm. 
But the idea that I'm going to go three months really hardcore, yeah, it's not realistic. It's not the time. So to know kind of just this little tidbit, if you're doing some self-programming mm-hmm. and saying, okay, I'm going to do a three-month block, let's call yeah. it a three-month program, mm-hmm. where is my downtime at? Right. Because you won't make it. Yeah. I'll tell you, 90% of the people out there won't make it 90 days hardcore. Oh, no. And it, if, it, and if you do, realistic. you're going to burn out. That's right. And then you're going to lose a lot of the gains, whether you lost weight or whether you gained muscle. You're going to lose a lot of that. Yeah. Because you did, you you pushed too hard for too long. And that you brought up that about summer. Uh, I always, I brought this up to my group not that long ago. was like, if you, a lot of people say in the summer, because they're like, oh, shoot, oh, it's warm sure. out. Especially here in Michigan, you guys, right. if you're not from Michigan, like we get to cover yeah. up a lot of the year. Sure. And so, but once it gets hot, it's hot. And then people are like, oh, shoot, I got to wear my tank tops now, right. you know? Time to show some skin. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and mind you, you can do what you want and everybody looks great. But, you know, a lot of people have the standard for themselves that they're like, oh, I want to look this way. So I'm going to push it. Like you said, those three months. The summertime is not the time to go super hardcore on your nutrition. It's, it's not just realistic. not. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not. So don't yeah. set yourself up for failure cuz a lot of times I get a flood of people around right around these few weeks where they're like, "Oh, I got to tighten it up and I got I'm like, you are not going to enjoy life either. You're not going to stick to it, which is probably going to happen. And That's then you're right. going to be disappointed yep. in yourself yep. and then we start the cycle all over again. Uh, or and what you know, a shitty time of year to get caught yes, in that cycle. Yeah. Honestly. So let's be realistic yeah. and let's use the summer to maintain yes, where we're at. Yes, and absolutely. I think that is the best place to be over all the years that I've trained. Being in a maintenance in the summer is awesome. And sometimes it's even harder to maintain because you know you you kind of gotta find that balance and you gotta, you know, well, all the that stuff. Is harder to find. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, you know, but hopefully you have a adapted a healthy lifestyle and you typically are grabbing healthier foods and you want to eat healthy you're not doing it as punishment you know all those things that i try to teach and um all that stuff but don't go all out in the summer you know i often i often use the analogy for a lot of folks uh that i talk with or have trained in the past and that aren't athletes necessarily i don't want to say aren't athletes right we're all athletic we're all athletes in a sense and this is what i'm getting at treat your body like you're an athlete in 12 months of a, of a year, right? Yeah. And you can use that in our Midwest area in particular. And mm-hmm. every state, of course, deals with some downtime. Even yeah. California, when I lived there, the winter is still the winter. Sure. Right? Is to treat your year like an athlete would treat their on and off season. And that's yeah. kind of what we just said. Yeah. You know, you've got that six months coming up prior to winter or nine or summer prior to that. Mm-hmm. We, unfortunately, a three-week, three-month summer here in yeah. Michigan. So <laughs> yeah. there's in the nine months to get your ass in shape. <laughs> right. But even if it was only six, my point is, is that treat yourself like an athlete because they would do the same. You know, they yeah. get into season and they maintain, right? Mm-hmm. Once you get to the point where you're competitive and a football player starts to play football, mm-hmm. it becomes a maintenance yep. and a maintaining time for them. Yep. Same thing summer would be for a lot of folks out there right. who are just looking to get into that bikini or look a little bit better on the beach or right. feel a little bit better about themselves with less clothes on even. Yeah. That's your on season. That's now your, it's not your off season. Off season's yeah. time to get in shape. Right. On season's time to maintain. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's a good way to look at it. And you know what? And if you, you know, and the main thing is adapting a healthy lifestyle for me, you know, yeah. and, and that's where, like I said, the consistency over intensity just played. And I say it all the time and I'll never not say it. Um, because it, it has really shaped my life because now that, you know, for the, I think 
maybe last year and and this year for sure, I can walk into summer and I'm just, I I feel fine. I feel happy. I feel like I, you know, I'm training good. I'm, I'm kind of maintaining. I don't have to really worry about what I'm eating a whole lot. Um, because I've already had those habits and I've already done all the hard work. You know what I mean? You are unique in that sense. (laughs) For those of you who don't know Pam as well as I know her, yeah, year round consistency over intensity is what you live by. And it's shaped who you are in your habits is what I'm getting at. Right, right. Your summer is no different than your winter for the most part. No, that's just kind of what you've evolved Mm -hmm. into becoming through consistency over intensity. It wasn't necessarily your objective. It just sort of evolved into that. Yes, yeah, it definitely was. Now your same habits apply in the summer as they do the winter. Mm -hmm. You essentially carry around the same physique year round, give or take a few pounds depending on what you're doing at that particular time. Right. Listen, that's a nice place to be in. Is it realistic to most people? Probably not. It you're can a, be. You're a, it can be for sure. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's not impossible. You're a perfect example of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess what I'm getting at is you, you also have some limitations in your eating, which kind of steer you down that road yeah. too. So I right? can have dairy so or wheat. intolerant mm-hmm. or wheat yeah. and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people deal with that type of food and, uh, uh, sensitivities now yeah. uh, that also also ignore it, sadly, and they get themselves sure. in a lot of trouble. But so there, there are some, I guess, some things what I'm saying that have kind of steered you into that direction. But with, yeah. at the same time, the consistency over intensity has provided sort of the pattern or the, the, the kind of the path. And, and I apply that in my eating, too, yeah. because I, you know, I lived on an off season for years competing, you know, as a figure athlete. Right. And, you know, the off seasons, I was miserable. I just I felt so bad because at the time I didn't know I had food sensitivities. So I was just, you know, eating the dairy and eating the things that was bothering me. And I was just associated it with off season. I'm like, Oh, I just feel so horrible, but it was the food that I was eating. Um, so I have learned that, you know, yes, I can eat whatever I want. I mean, I could eat ice cream, I could eat, you know, bread or whatever, but I don't feel my best. And if I don't feel good, nothing else in my life is going to go yeah. well. I'm not going to be a really great mom. You know, I'm not going to be a great wife, any of those things, because I'm going to be grouchy and I'm not going to feel good. So to better, you know, I'm, and I am a little bit weird. I'm sure there's some people out there that are like this, where I'm, like, where I'm very structured. I, I live by habits, um, you know, and if somebody happens to, you know, come in, you know, my clients or, or friends or whatever, if I have a habit of talking to that person at a certain time, it's, I, I will input them into my day, and it's just kind of like one of those things. Like even sitting down yeah. at night, I have to sit down for even if it's one minute, I have to do that thing before I go to bed. So, yeah. so for me, I, I have developed these habits um, of feeling well, and I know what makes me feel good, so I just choose not to eat those things. If I felt like having cake one day, and then I'd say, okay, well, I'm going to have that cake, but I just know so much from so many years of feeling bad. Yeah from eating what the ingredients were in that cake. It's not the calories. It's not the anything. It's just what is in it that makes me feel bad. I wish that worked for me in beer in the summer. It doesn't. <laughs> oh, don't wish that upon yourself. Yeah. It might start happening. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I always drink a bunch of beers and go, okay, why did I do that? Okay, give me another beer. Yeah, yeah. see, and yeah. a lot of people are like that, though. They, well, you know? been, yeah, I'm, yeah, so, I'm the other side of that, right? Yeah. yeah, so this is a good balance because I, you know, and people ask me that all the time, too, like, what's a good alcohol drink? I'm like, I don't know. I don't drink, right. you know, because – a long time ago, I realized that drinking doesn't make me feel good. And I have a problem with not feeling well. So I don't want to not feel well. So I just choose not to drink. Right. Was that the only reason you decided not to drink? Well, I'm a little bit crazy. So yeah, I just decided to bit. maintain okay. yeah, control. Okay. I've yeah. never seen Pam actually drink. So I can't attest to those stories. I only hear the urban legends. and The, the last time I drank yeah. was on my honeymoon. 
like 11 years we'll ago. We'll have to get Matt on here to describe that night. Yeah. 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 He'll say, oh, she wanted to go back and go to sleep. Oh, boy, that's a bummer. <laughs> what the Forget it. Maybe we don't want to know that story. It's fun. Right. Yeah. All right. So, you guys, um, I'm going to wrap this up. And is there anything else that you want to share? No. Thanks for having me on again with you today. And uh, it's always fun conversation, a little bit different than... I generally get a chance to talk about so yeah, yeah. well uh, thanks for coming because yeah. i didn't want to talk by myself um i hope that that kind of cleared up some of the muddiness of the internet you guys just keep going um just pick something do it do it consistently um you know the science doesn't change on the no, stuff you doesn't. know you just have to pick something that you like do it do it a little bit more change it up a little bit if you want a coach find one that you get along with and get right. to it that's right so, get to it yeah all right, guys, so don't forget, like, subscribe, all the things. I love you guys so much. Thanks for coming.